Father, I just want to pray that you will uh, take your word and, and anoint it by your spirit. Pray, Father God Almighty, that you will help me to preach it, Lord, the way you want it to be preached. Thank you for the privilege that Kim and I have to serve you in this way. The great joy, a great privilege to handle the word of God. But it's also a great privilege to hear the word of God. Lord, we live in the day when the hearing of your word is scarce, Lord. And I thank you, Father, that there's people here this morning who want to hear what you have to say. So gracious God, speak by, speak by your spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, again, familiar stories. Last week we were looking at the, the kings, the wise men, and this, this morning we're looking at these shepherds. And I'm sure you've heard so much about them um, over the years. But I want to bring out something quite interesting about these men. <coughs> Not about them as such, but what they heard as important. But they said the words here, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them. Something had been told them. They heard something about this child. Now my question is, what exactly did they hear about this child? Three things. The first thing they heard, that this child was going to be a warrior. And you may think, well, how did they hear that? Well, look at the words again, what they said. The angel appeared to the shepherds. And the angel said, today, in the city of David, a Savior has been born. Why did the angel say, a city of David? Why did the angel turn around? He knew that the shepherd was simple. Why did he turn around and say, in Bethlehem? It's just down the road. He didn't use that word, Bethlehem. The angel said to you, this day, in the city of David, now those of you who know the Bible will know that David was the king in the Old Testament and he had many victories. He, had, he was in charge of the armies of Israel and he had many victories throughout the whole of his time as king. But most of you won't know much about those victories, but you would know about one of them. That is the one where David was a young boy and he went up against a guy called Goliath. Now I know many of you have been to Sunday school. If you haven't been to Sunday school, you would have learned some lovely Sunday school songs. And one of the songs that I learned was one about David. Only a boy named David, only a rippling brook. Only a boy named David, five little stones he took. The one little stone went into the sling, and the sling went round and round. One little stone went into the sling, and the sling went round and round. Round and round, round and round, round and round and round. One little stone went up, 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 and the giant came tumbling down. That's a wonderful story. And we learned it in Sunday school. Well, worship song, by the way, but it's a lovely song. And we learned it in Sunday school. But the thing is, it was not just a song or a story. Well, 
Bring out one man who can challenge me. And if he wins, we will become your slaves. But, he says, if I defeat him, you lot, all of Israel, will become our slaves. And everyone in the camp, in the Israel camp, trembled, worried, were frightened. They looked at the side of this man, and no one was able to take him out. No one was able to fight him, and it was terrified until David showed up. David came up, and he saw this man, and he looked what he said, and he said, who is this man? Who is this Philistine to defy the armies of God? And you know the story, the same story to you anyway. David went out, and with one stone, he took out the Philistine. And only he fall the Philistine, he took out the Philistine's sword and chopped off his head. Joseph will like that bit, but Joseph He just chopped off his head, completely taken out the Philistine. Victory was found in a warrior. So the angel to the shepherds, what did the angel said to the shepherds? He said to the shepherds, in the city of David, David, the one who was a warrior, David who was a conqueror, David who was a fighter, David who won victory, in his city, there's one who's coming out from that city who's also a mighty conqueror. In the city of David, he will come in and he will defeat the enemies of God. Now, the enemies you have, the main enemy that we all have, is that we are slaves to sin. Let's face it. We're all slaves to sin. What the sin tells you to do, you will do because you're a slave to sin. And sin, the Bible tells me, leads to death. And death is something that everyone's worried about. Everyone's concerned about dying. The wages of sin is death. We're slaves to sin. But in the town, in the city of Bethlehem, a conqueror has come out. He's able to defeat sin. In fact, the Bible tells me that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through who? Through that baby that was born in Avenger. Through who? Through Jesus Christ. The conqueror. The fighter. The deliverer. One who's able to come out of the city of David. I want to tell you this morning, there's no Goliath that can stand up against the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no sin in your life. Hear me. There's no sin in your life that Jesus Christ will not completely and totally set you free from. There's no sin in your life that Jesus Christ can completely and totally forgive you. Whatever you have done, some of you have been in prison, some of you have bad past, some of you have been got, 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 got skeletons in your cupboard, some of you have been lovely parents and lovely housewife, but you still got sin in your life. I want to tell you this morning, there's no sin that Jesus cannot take out and completely top the hill and bring victory into your life. To you, this angel said, this day in the city of David, the conqueror of the king. That's the first thing they heard. The second thing that 
that these um, shepherds heard. Not only a warrior, but a deliverer. They heard that a savior was born. Today in the town of David, a savior had been born. You know, it was really terrible looking at the aftermath of that white island, a volcano that erupted over outside New Zealand. And looking at the stories of that, people were getting onto the boat and the volcano was spitting out fire. And the fire was coming out in the air, it was landing on the people who was trying to get into the boat and burning their skin. The news report says there were another eight people or more on that island at the time. They are not coming out of that island. The fire, the sky, the, 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 the ash, everything completely devastated the whole island. And as I was looking at the news and reading the news, I just had to think about what the Bible said about Sodom and Gomorrah. Do you remember what the Bible said? When God poured out fire and soul from heaven, there was no escape. The fire came down and completely devastating. The land of Sodom and Gomorrah is completely whacked it all out. And now when you look at the island over in, um, in New Zealand, completely devastated. No one who was on that island when he get off on the boat survived. Everyone was white. <laughs> Now we think about our world today, I'm going to say, morally, in our nation, we are morally devastated. <coughs> morally, righteousness has gone right out the window. Look what the Bible says about our situation. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind, so they do or ought not to be done. <clears throat> they have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, and deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. That is a picture of our society. Yes. In fact, when God looked down in the days of Noah, the Bible said when God looked down, uh, the Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thought of the heart of man was only evil all the time. This is a, the wickedness that we, we are in at the moment. It seems to me that we live in a day and age where there's so much sin. I was horrified when I heard the news of those 30 plus people who were left dead in that container in Essex. You remember that story? Only a few weeks ago. Here <clears throat> to meet Vietnamese people, I think they were, all in that container. Sometimes we close our minds to it. Can you imagine? 
what it was like being in there running out of oxygen? Can you imagine what it was like being in there running out of food? Can you imagine what it was like watching the people next to you dying one by one? Can you imagine? And guess what? Some human being was behind all that. Somebody put them in there. Somebody drove that over the border. Somebody killed all those people. The horror of it. The wickedness of it. Complete devastation. But even that complete devastation, even though sin is completely in our lives and in our country. You remember when Lot was in that place and God rained down fire from heaven in Sodom and Gomorrah, even though it was so wicked, God sent an angel to take one man out. One man, the angel grabbed hold of his hand, grabbed hold of his wife's hand, grabbed hold of his children's hand, and led them out of that place of burning. A place of devastation, an angel came and delivered them. But I want to say, God did not send an angel this time in Bethlehem to deliver you. God came himself. God came himself. He's seen the devastation that's in our nation now. The sin, the wickedness. We don't have to look at the outside. How about looking what's going on inside here? How much wickedness and sin is going on within our own heart and our own lives. We know it ourselves. I want to tell you this morning, God looks at that and sent a Savior, a Deliverer, to rescue you and to bring you out. Praise be to God. A Savior is born. If you remember those um, poor men, I think it was 33 miners, Back in 2010, was stuck down. I believe it was 2,000 and 2,300 feet below the ground. 33 men in Chile stuck for two months. And it's amazing because the whole operation saw that every single one of them came out alive. 33 men. There's another case of some children who were stuck in a cave where the water filled up and they couldn't get out of the cave, but they were surrounded by water. Every child was delivered and got rescued, but sadly one diver died in doing so. He went underneath the water, he got into some complication, and he died trying to rescue. When I look at the gospel, I see that one person had to die so that you might be rescued. One person had to give his life so that you and I might have eternal life. Jesus Christ hanging on that cross. And this angel said, Today in the land, in the city of David, a Savior. A redeemer, a rescuer has been born. That's the second thing they heard. Let me just finish off this sermon and bring this sermon home now by just giving you the third and final thing that these angels heard, that these shepherds heard. 
this person that was born in the town of David, the Savior, was going to be a Messiah. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Now, these men were uneducated. These men were not clever men. They weren't schooled men. They were shepherds. They were simple men, men who just simply had a job of looking after the sheep. And so they must ask the question, look, who is the Messiah? Who is a Christ? And they had, they may have no schooling, they may not be able to even read. And the question is, who is the Christ? And the only way they can find out is by asking someone else. They can remember, there was no New Testament. There was no disciples. There was no um, uh, people from Matthew onwards that wasn't even written yet. So who can they go to? Well, they had to go to the Old Testament. When they got to the Old Testament, they would have read these words. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his day, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called. The Lord, our righteousness. That name, the Lord, is the same name given to God Almighty. This is the one that God is saying, I will raise up someone from the line of David. I will raise up someone who will save Israel. What will he be called? He will be called the same that I'm called. What will he be called? He will be called the Lord. What will be his name? If that's not clear for you, let's go to Isaiah. Isaiah said this. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called wonderful counselor, mighty God. Everlasting Father. That is what his name will be called. This baby born in the manger, this baby born in the city of David, this baby is going to be Savior, is going to be called Mighty God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Everlasting Father. That is what his name is going to be. He's going to be the Messiah. He's going to be the Christ. I want to tell you, you need to know a little bit of the Old Testament to know the Lord. Why have you lived in Bethlehem? You've got to know a little bit of what the Old Testament says about the one who's going to come. So you can understand exactly who we're talking about this morning. He is indeed the mighty God, the everlasting Father. So now, what was the shepherd's response to all this? They heard something. They heard that in the city of David, King David, a warrior would come out. They heard that in that same city, a savior, a redeemer, was going to rescue men and be born in that city. They heard that this one going to be a Messiah. What is going to be the response? My son Joseph is actually studying or working over in Norwich and he's sharing a house with some other PhD students. And he said to me last week, Dad, 
when I am, when the subject comes around about Christianity, we talk about faith. The people in my house don't really care. They don't care. You're talking about Jesus, you're talking to them about God, talking about heaven and hell, but they say, well, that might be true, but we don't care. You know, it's been nearly 20 years since um, Bob Geldof sung that song, Never Feed the World or Let Them Know It's Christmas Time, about 20 years, roughly. People often turn around and say, well, you know, I know there's poor people in the world, but if I don't see them, then I don't worry about them. Don't really care. Don't really care. Others think that it doesn't really matter how you live. God is so nice that at the end of it all, God will let you come into glory. Doesn't matter how you live, what you do, how you speak, how you go about your business, God is so good. They're going to be coming in. Some people think that. Some of us will only give lip service. You know, um, a few years ago, maybe seven, eight, nine years ago, we used to have a, a, a candlelight service here in the evening. And we used to have candles and we used to have carols. And the people who came to that service, you never saw them from one month to the next. You never saw them from one week to the next. But as soon as they heard the carol service was coming on, and there's candles, and there's carol singing, they're here on a Sunday night. When it's all over, you never see them again the next year. They give lip service, pure lip service, singing about Jesus being the Son of God, singing about Jesus being the Savior of the world, singing carols, they all lip service. I want to tell you this morning that this season, there's a lot of hot air going up to God during this season. A lot of people singing carols and talking about Jesus, but I want to tell you, you won't see them in January, you won't see them in June, and you won't see them in November. They have no desire to worship and to follow Christ. They only come out this time of year. So sad, and yet so true. But how do these disciples, or these shepherds, how do these shepherds respond to the message? Well, we have it right here. This is how they responded. The shepherd returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they have heard and seen, which were just as they had been taught. Glorifying and praising God. I want to tell you, they were glorifying and praising God when they saw that a warrior was born. They saw that a Redeemer and Savior was born. They saw that the Christ and Messiah was born and it changed their lives. No longer were they talking about the sheep. They were now talking about what they seen and heard. No longer was concerned about what was going on around the, 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 the hilltops with their, their animals. They were more concerned about spreading the word about Jesus Christ. Their life was changed because of that was how they responded. And I want to tell you this other folks. If your life is not changed because of your understanding about Jesus Christ, if your life is not changed because you've seen that a warrior has come to fight your battles, to have victory in your life, to conquer sin in your life, if your 
changed because you have been saved, redeemed, rescued from hell and from the grave, and you've been rescued. And your life has not changed because the Son of God, the Father Almighty, the everlasting God, has come into your life. If your life not changed, then it means nothing to you. There's no Singing the way you major. Singing heart the angel, angel sing. Glory to the newborn king. Sing words. Sing words. Sing words. But there's no change. At the entrance. The baby that was born in the city of David. The marvelous change life. And if you want to change your life, then I want you to know that standing. By the cross, his open arms that will welcome you into his kingdom will transform your life. Yes, there will be battles. Yes, there will be struggles. Yes, there will be hard places. But in your life, there will be a warrior able to fight every battle and bring every victory home to you. And his name.